I'd like to talk to us about the family this morning. How can the church help your family is somewhat the theme I want to run with this morning. So let's look to Luke's Gospel, chapter 19, for our scripture lesson. Gospel according to St. Luke, chapter 19. And I'm going to invite you all to stand, if you're able, this morning for the reading of God's Word. Luke's Gospel, chapter 19, and beginning with verse number 5. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him and said unto him, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down, for today I must abide at thy house. And he made haste, he hurried, he came down and received him joyfully. And when they saw it, they all murmured, saying that he was gone to be guest with a man that is a sinner. Zacchaeus stood and said unto the Lord, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor. And if I have taken anything from any man by false accusation, I restore him fourfold. And Jesus said unto him, This day is salvation come to this house. For so much as he also is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which was lost. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Our Father, we bow in your presence another time this morning. You know our need of your anointing, your continued leadership, and your blessing upon this service Anoint your word, anoint your servant, quicken these truths, Lord, to each of our minds and our hearts today, and we'll praise you and thank you in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, you may be seated. I read of a person who bought into an exercise program. (laughs) Some of us have done that already. And, uh, you know, you're, you're pretty committed when you first... At least to sign up, you're thinking, yeah, I need to do this. I'm going to do this. Better days ahead. And, uh, you know, maybe, maybe it's a plan for uh, something that you, there's classes involved, a personal trainer, whatever the situation might be. And so you're, if you're going to get the real benefit, you need to be present. You need to be there. Well, this guy, he signed up, and after a while... The scale wasn't going in the right direction, and uh, other issues were were problematic, and so he wrote to the the organization, and he he complained. He said, this isn't working for me. I've gotten heavier. Things are just not working out well. And so before they would respond to his complaint, they thought they would check the record. And they had to respond, well, sir, we see you've only been to two of the classes. You've only been to two of the classes. How can we help you if you're not going to participate and be faithful to the classes? Well, for many families, the church can be ineffective if we're not participants in the church, in the family of God, and in what is happening among the church family. Christ can do much for our homes, but we have to allow Him 
to be able to work in our lives. And we have to allow him to help us in, in that regard. And so how the church can be only as effective as the family will allow. Zacchaeus discovered the difference that Christ can make when he enters a home. Zacchaeus had a problem with the crowd that, uh, that Jesus attracted. And so he, uh, he solved that problem by rising above all of the challenges that were out there in front of him. And we know the story how he climbed the tree so he could get a good view of Jesus as he would pass under. He got above all of the obstacles to having his eyes on Jesus. And it worked for him. Jesus passed under that tree and he spotted him and, and uh, he, just, he didn't go unnoticed as we read about from our scripture lesson this morning. Jesus declared Zacchaeus' home was saved by, by his presence. And you know, when, when Christ comes into our homes, they're saved, aren't they? What a difference since Jesus passed by. What a difference in many a home. And some of you can really testify to that this morning. The direction you were going, then you found Jesus. And oh, hallelujah. What a difference it made when Jesus was welcomed into your home. And you began to respond to him and participate in the means of grace that he had available to you. That is the case certainly with Zacchaeus. If certain conditions would be met with Christ, he can help our family. Christ can help our family. And he he has to do it. He does it so often through his body. The body of Christ. The church. The body of Christ. That's part of the beauty of what has transpired here this morning with the dedication is the fact that it's calling on the body of Christ to come together on the, in the effort of raising a child in the fear and admonition of God for his blessing to be upon the home. And so he does it through his body, the church. It's the church which helps to bring the presence of Christ into the home. But there are some conditions that are necessary if Christ is to help your home through the church. The first one is that I believe Christ can help your family through the church if your habits allow it. We have to address our habits. There's a style of life which makes the resources of the church available to the family. And when we habitually involve ourselves in that, why, what a benefit it can be. What a blessing it can be. In this style of life, Christ can function when there's a pattern of worship, when there's a pattern of Bible study, when there is a habitual effort of connecting with God and connecting with God's people. Such a habit is beneficial to us. We all know that some habits are not good to have, and maybe you're fighting to break a certain habit in your life these days. But oh, may we make it a priority to keep a good habit of doing what we're doing this morning, being in God's house, worshiping God, and communicating with God's people. There needs to be a pattern of this. Things like ideals and forgiveness and purpose, they're made available to our families when we surround ourselves with an atmosphere 
like this as oft as we can. Families that develop the habit of service for Christ create for themselves an atmosphere of unselfishness and an, and an atmosphere of giving. There's a, there's a generosity that comes upon the people of God. There's just a generousness. You want others to experience the same that you have experienced. To know something of, of the peace and the joy and, and the rest and the forgiveness and, and all that God does for us in our life when we make it a habit of dwelling in the secret place of the Most High. Dwelling under the shadow of the Almighty. Oh, it's a good habit to have. The members of a family who learn the joy of service will be able to function with each other in the service, in the service of the king. Zacchaeus' household evidently came to have this atmosphere. Zacchaeus could readily tell our Lord that he was concerned about others and that from hereafter it would be different. His support toward others and the needs of others and his giving for the cause of the kingdom would be greatly increased and Christ's coming had made the difference. His presence would continue in a home where there was a wholehearted response to the faithfulness of God in one's life. And so, on the other hand, a family lifestyle that excludes the church, a family lifestyle that does not want the church as a part of its routine and its habitual part of their life, why they, they find that, they can, that Christ won't have an impact in their home. He won't have such an impact in their lives. Some family interests insulate out the church. It's the opposite direction of where the body of Christ is trying to go. And we know how how difficult that makes it for a family who doesn't have spiritual interests. The church and knowing God and walking closely with Jesus is not a priority in their life. And it makes it difficult for their children to be able to draw near to God. And so all of the interests or most of the interests which some families have run contrary to the interest of the church and what God would desire to have cultivated in their life. A church family was visited to determine why the parents and the children did not attend church. And it was well known that most of the family's time and money was spent in, in bars. They were doing things just in the opposite direction of what the church would embrace and what God would be pleased with. And they, the reason they gave the visitors for, from the church for not attending was that, well, the children don't seem to be interested in the church. The agencies a family looks to is both an indication of its interests and largely determine its interests. When they were wetting their appetite for something other than things spiritual, no wonder there wasn't a desire to be in God's house. What a family places in its schedule is what it decides is important, isn't it? What we place in our schedule is what we decide is important. The failure of the church to provide the spirit of Christ in the home 
is usually a failure of its members to give of its strength and, and to give of opportunities to our children to grow up in the fear and the admonition of God. Zacchaeus's new habits made it possible for Christ to feel at home in his house. Amen. Not only are there habits that encourage it, but Christ can help your family through the church if, if your headset encourages it. Attitudes are the roots of our habits. And our attitudes is our mindset. It's our headset. What our real attitude is toward the church. What our real attitude is toward God. God can help our family if our, if our headset encourages it. As we know, attitudes can, can often destroy Christ's effectiveness through His church. If an attitude is not what it ought to be, it's soon... It's soon uh, kind of pulling down others. Pulling down that influence of what God would be pleased with. And so families develop headsets toward the church. And it's always interesting. You, you can listen to the children of a family for a while. And you can discover what the overall attitude toward the church is. just has a way of playing out, doesn't it? Our kids were raised in a preacher's home. I guess they didn't have much choice, but uh, often their games were playing church. You know, Amber would be the preacher and Andy would be out taking the offering. (laughs) They would be singing the specials. You know what? I would rather my children develop attitudes and habits like that than ones that are depicting something evil and something wicked and something that is not akin to a spirit of Christ. Oh, may the Lord help us. Some families see the church as an enemy. They treat it with suspicion. They have the atmosphere that the family needs to protect itself against the church. Some of the negative attitudes come from families' attitudes toward Toward money. This can be a touchy subject, but every once in a while I'll hear of somebody who says, Ah, the church is just after your money. That's all they want. Well, you you keep that spirit front and center, and it's going to rub off on others around you, and soon they're thinking that's all we're after, too. But when you become part and parcel of a body of Christ, at least in this setting, you soon find out that money is not the bottom line. It's knowing Christ. It's knowing Christ, serving Him, loving Him. Sure, it makes finances to function, just as it does in your home. And we're blessed. We're blessed with generosity. I'm preaching to the choir this morning. I recognize that. But there are some, there are some very important factors in, in our home life that influence our offspring for Jesus. There need to be habits that are appropriate. There need to be attitudes that are appropriate. Sometimes other bad motives are charged to the church to help the family develop a resistance to its influence. And in this way, a family can justify a criticism of a church and feel like it's, it's excused, it's valid. Uh, their criticism of the church and participating in it. 
You know something, Christ, Christ has a hard time getting through the, the thick smoke of attitudes like that. Sets the tone in a family and a home life until it's hard for that influence of, of Christ to make inroads into their life because somebody's developed a, a critical spirit toward the church. And may the Lord help us. We don't want that to happen. I read of an experience, a, 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 an experiment that took place for a guest speaker that someone was having into their, into their setting. And they brought a guy in to, to speak and they introduced him as a criminal. And the crowd kind of sat on him. He said his thing and not too much happened. And they brought the same guy out to the next crowd and introduced him as a scientist. Man, they applauded and they were on the front of their seat. And, and it was all in the matter of the introduction. In the taste that was placed in the mouths of the people toward what was going to happen in that setting. Headsets are pretty important. Mindsets, attitudes are pretty important. And the influence that we place on our children is rather important. Encouraging attitudes allow the church to help in redeeming your family. Attitudes that are Christ-like and attitudes that are, that are forgiving and, and recognizing that, that uh, we're all humans on a, a journey. Uh, and our, our purpose is to make heaven our home. Things don't always come off exactly to our liking. But we sure love God and we're here to support the church. And to see this thing go forward by the grace and help of God. Amen. It's important that kind of attitude is given to our children because it helps the church be able to help them. The church can teach our families what's valuable and lasting. Society with all of its loud voices is pulling our families in other directions, isn't it? There's so much that's tugging at us. It's tugging at our emotions. It's tugging at our time. It's, it's tugging at, at, at the atmosphere of our homes. It's important that we keep Christ front and center. First and foremost. Because there's so much that's working against. And I, I think if our families never hear anything else, they, they will believe the lessons that they're taught. As they come to them, kids are, are sharp, aren't they? They're bright. Sometimes they're smarter than what we're realizing. They might be playing with Legos and they might be uh, messing with a dolly or they might be doing something else in the process of a setting like this. But then lo and behold, you see them playing, you hear them interacting with somebody else and they know exactly what happened in that service. They know the counterfeit from the real they know the good from the bad and it's important that we're allowing our attitude and our influence upon them to be one that is Christ-like that is so very important the church is one of the few places eternal things can be learned it is the church which can teach that man shall not live by bread alone no no The family is also redeemed when the church is allowed to 
provide a wholesome atmosphere and fellowship for the family. The climate and the culture in which plants grow is very important. Some of you, when you go to buy those plants, you, you know the setting of your home. You know the, the area where you want to place those plants. And so you, you buy something that can thrive, if possible, can thrive under that, that amount of sunlight or, or whatever the circumstance might be. And I believe the same happens in a spiritual realm. It's the climate. It's buying in to, to the presence of God and, and the moving of the Holy Spirit. And we need a favorable climate in which we can grow spiritually. Christian families working together in a church family. Why, they inspire each other, don't they? It kind of rubs off on each other. What a blessing and an inspiration we can be to one another. Children and young people They need guidance. They need the right kind of influences in their life and the right kind of inspiration in their life. We as adults need need understanding and, and we need wisdom and we need strength and we need determination to be faithful with that influence upon those who are following after us. The church is uniquely equipped to provide those things. So uniquely equipped For these needs, if the attitudes of the families will allow the church to function and will allow themselves to participate in the church, good things can happen. I believe it. I've seen it time and time again. Never has there been a time when more options were open to people. The options that are out there. Those options include vocational opportunities, moral choices, value decisions. One of the reasons I support this idea of City on, on the Hill, it's, it's helping young people get a biblical worldview in some of these areas that many times we're not that familiar with. And so it's, it's all important in bringing all of this together. The church is uniquely equipped to be able to participate in that. Never have persons had so much responsibility to make wide wise decisions, when there are so many appealing things out there. Oh, we need that foundational training. We need that foundational experience in a a healthy atmosphere that so often we can experience right here in the presence of God. It's so very needed. Where it's given an opportunity, I believe the church can provide a, a framework of judgment in which Christian people can make Christian decisions. I thank God countless times. I've thanked God for the influence of every Sunday school teacher, every individual, a saint, another child of God who's taking an interest in someone else, whether from the adult class down to the smallest of the, of the classes that we have. That influence of a bus captain, that influence of a saint of God, that influence of a pastor, that influence of the presence of God. Oh, it's so valuable. So valuable. And we thank God for it. Especially young people need to be given criteria by which to make life's choices. So that those can be wise choices and Christian choices in their lives. And the church, I believe, can help a family by providing this framework of judgment about life's important issues. Zacchaeus was seeking a framework of life by which to make his choices. 
He wouldn't be denied. He rose above all the other voices and all the other things that he was encountering that were hindering him from getting to Christ. He rose above it. And it worked for him. And so when Christ came into his home, Zacchaeus discovered one whose judgment he could always rely upon. That was the judgment and the wisdom of Christ in his life. Praise the Lord. Well, habits matter, headsets matter, and the heart matters. The heart. The church can help your family if your heart responds to Christ. Zacchaeus looked for Christ out of curiosity. But he responded to him out of interest. Christ spoke to Zacchaeus. He spoke right into his heart. He spoke right into his heart and he won his heart. Zacchaeus responded with his home and and with his life. Sadly, there are those who have never learned to respond to Christ. Something has never come from the heart. They may have some head knowledge. They may have a pretty good attitude about it all. But they've not surrendered their heart to Jesus They've not given their heart to the Lord and gotten their heart involved in all of this. They haven't learned how to respond to Christ. In fact, there are so many who have only learned to look out for themselves. That's largely the the teaching and the the new age uh, feelings that are out there are You yourself become a God and it's all about you and it's about your own self-survival and they somehow take away that concept of realizing we need God. We need the church. We need the body of Christ. And our heart has to be connected with that. If we're going to be the family that God wants us to be, oh, may God help us in this endeavor. It's only when Christ is allowed to touch a life that he can redeem a family. It's when he's allowed to touch a life that he can influence a family. There was a father who went to his pastor and asked him to be his son's parole advisor. Since the preacher was unacquainted with the family, he inquired about their background. And he learned that the teenage boy had been in trouble with the law because he held up a service station. And he asked what church the family attended and very abruptly the father shot back, I have 240 acres of land to pay for. I haven't much time for the church. Then the pastor replied, You taught your son to get what he wanted materially. And he took a shortcut to try and get it. He was trying to emphasize the importance of what we're teaching our family. What we're connecting with from the heart with our family. There really aren't any shortcuts. It's surrendering your life to Jesus Letting him have full control. And he leads us and guides his dear children along. Through the good times, through the difficult times. It's surrendering our heart 
to him. The man wanted the church to somehow try to undo for his son what he had spent the last 20 years teaching him. And he had, he had kept Christ from touching the life of his family until now. And he finally realized that he needed the influence of the church upon his boy. Oh, may God help us. Christ calls us, he calls us out of ourselves, doesn't he? He calls us out of ourselves, sometimes out of our comfort zone. When he comes into our homes and he calls us out of the little circle of our selfishness and into a growing relationship with him. Developing that, he calls us into a growing relationship with others. When Christ comes into our home, he changes our goals and he changes our desires. Hallelujah. And he helps us to find the important things of life. And to develop those habits and that headset and that heart where it ought to be. Pleasing to the Lord. Jesus gave Zacchaeus a relationship with himself that would allow Zacchaeus' life to be totally changed. That connection with Christ himself. That's where it ultimately lies. That's where it ultimately lies. No church in itself can save you. God's Missionary Church, Lebanon, Pennsylvania... Just because you were here this morning doesn't save you. It's a good habit. And I appreciate the good attitudes. God needs your heart. He needs your heart. He needs your full surrender to Him. And if we'll do that, He'll establish us in ways that we can't know any other way than to walk with Jesus, than to walk with God. Well, the church is Christ's redeeming fellowship for the family. Christ can change our homes only when we're willing to pay the price of making a real place for Him in our family and in our life individually in our relationship with Him. Praise His name. I'd like us to stand together this morning. And I believe I would... I would like us to conclude by just singing that chorus together. I'm so glad I'm a part of the family of God. I've been washed in the fountain, cleansed by His blood, joined heirs with Jesus as we travel. For I'm part of the family, the family of God. You will notice we say brother and sister around here. It's because we're a family and these folks are so dear. When one has a heartache, we all share a tear and rejoice in each victory in this family so dear. 
I'm so glad I'm a part of the family of God. I've been washed in the fountain, cleansed by His blood, joined heirs with Jesus as we travel this side. For I'm part of the family, the family of God. Let's pray together. Our Father, we thank you this morning for the privilege of being part of the bride of Christ, part of the family of God. Lord, we're grateful for your influence upon our lives, how you can influence our habits and how you can influence our our attitude and where our mind is in all of these things. You're able to influence our heart, what our heart truly yearns for and longs for. Lord, we want your influence to have the supreme impact upon all of these areas and more in our lives. For Lord, it's then I believe that the church can help our family. It can help to influence that. It can help to point us in the right direction. It provides an atmosphere and a setting whereby we can grow and and develop in the things of God and be enriched in our journey. Help us to treasure that and value that and do whatever we can to to help promote that and see that as as something that moves forward and gets better and better as we go along. Thank you, Lord, for the privilege of being part of the family of God. Bless our people. Bless each of our visiting guests, the new ones that have come in. Lord, we just pray that you influence each of us to draw yet closer to you and be all that you would have us to be. And Lord, for any this morning under the sound of our voice who have not surrendered their heart to you, may they find it easy to do even today. Lord, I'm coming home. I need you in my life. I seek your forgiveness. I seek your transformation of my heart and life today. Go forth to rejoice in that transformation and to develop that journey with you and with the body of Christ that's so rewarding. Lord, we'll praise you and thank you for all that you do, for all that you accomplish in our lives today and in the coming days. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.